Okay, exactly. so sometimes we basically start all over depending on the circumstances in my end. But, you know, I, I tell them that up front, and if it's what needs to be done and done right, then, you know, I'll, I'll tell them the way it needs to be done. And I think a good attorney will give it to them straight, you know, and tell them what really needs to be done. As I'll tell you what, when you get sick and pass away, you'll want it to work. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome in to Complete Estate Planning, the podcast that uh, really makes sure that not only you're taken care of, but the ones that you love never have to worry. And that's why we go through a number of the different discussions that we have. And today we're going to be talking about what to do if your attorney goes missing. And we don't mean like a, a, following a missing person report. I'm talking about if they just, they can't be found. It's hard to get in touch with them. They don't respond to your calls or emails or texts, whatever. What do you do next in order to take care of some of the issues that you might have or adjust some paperwork or whatever it is. That's the goal for today's episode. I welcome in Nick Rosenbauer. He is a Steve estate planning attorney and owner at Rosenbauer Law Office. And Nick, it's 2021. Do you, are you a guy that sets goals before we get into this conversation? Are you a goal setter? Beginning of the year? Great question. Um, I, I am, and I have a couple different ways I go about it. Uh, I know we, my wife and I kind of at the end of each year do a personal thing of what what do we hope to do in the next year? What do we hope the year looks like? I also, and my wife actually got me into this last year, uh, I'm a real big journaler. I, I've always been a list guy, um, but I've also been journaling every morning, checking journal at lunch and journaling at night, kind of going through just a couple things I'm grateful for for the day, kind of started off on a positive note. What I want to get accomplished today, kind of map out a schedule, time block things, you know, my, my goals for the week as well. Um, so I, I think I think overall, if you don't have something, you know, if you don't have a target, what the heck are you aiming at, I guess is the way right. that uh, someone put it a while ago. So I have certain goals. One of the things I've learned, at least for me, is if it's something that's very far off or vague, it doesn't seem to get anywhere. Oh, I want to lose weight this year. Well, what does that mean? Does yeah. that just mean I stay the same and then on December 30th, I don't eat lunch or dinner or drink any water? One pound, 50 pounds. So um, I try to set like things for what I want to do today and what I want to do this week. And then kind of with an overarching, where am I headed you know, in general, kind of uh, in mind, but I, I try to do things more on a, I guess, a short term or, you know, kind of right in front of you, I guess you'd call it micro level. Yeah. Um, and I like to look at that a couple times a day. And at least I know everyone's different. I know for me, um, that really keeps me motivated and on track and just makes you check in a little more often than, you know, people waking up on November 1st and saying, oh, I meant to do this and this this year. Um, and then, then it's kind of too late. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to find what works for you. That's that's how it is with just about everything in life, and uh, goals are the same way. So, hope everyone's having a good 2021, uh, or whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully, everything's going well for you. But we want to remind you too: every episode of the podcast can be found online. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. It is that simple to get in touch with Nick. There's a button on the front of the website to schedule a call or set up a consultation. You can do that very easily right there from the website. And you can call him directly at 513-463-6789 and know that Nick will return your calls. Not like some of the people we're going to refer to, not by name, Nick, not by name, on today's show. We're going to kind of talk generally speaking uh, about uh, other attorneys that maybe don't look out for their clients' best interests all the time. So help me understand, you know, when you when you decide to pick this topic, we're all, we do a number of different conversations, obviously, on the show. But um, the idea of, of kind of explaining and helping somebody out that maybe they haven't been in touch with their attorney for a while, maybe it's been even 20, 30 years since they last updated their estate plan, whatever it is. Why is this an important topic? Well, you had mentioned the missing persons report, and we're not talking about a situation like that, although kind of interestingly enough, my wife and I saw the movie Casino last weekend. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's about 30 years old. Oh, with yeah. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and is it is it Sharon Stone or Shannon Stone? Yeah, Sharon, it, yeah. It, yeah, Sharon Stone. Um, so we're not talking about that where, you know, just all of a sudden your attorney got stolen by the mafia and kidnapped and, and woke up in a hole in a desert somewhere. Good movie, by the way. It's a long movie. We had to watch it over over two separate nights, but uh, a good movie. But anyway, assuming, uh, well, and also if your attorney's hooked up with the mob, you know, may, maybe probably not the right way to go anyway. But in all seriousness, a lot of these attorneys, they look at estate planning as a one-time, kind of a one-off transaction, especially the ones we've talked about before that have another main business and see this drive-through estate planning as like an ancillary or kind of a side hustle. You give them money, they give you paperwork, the end. We've already seen that's that can be a bad idea, it can be trouble down the road. Um, but a lot of times the attorneys are not going to be proactive, they're not going to reach out to you. Um, and they're not going to notify you of changes, and they're not going to even tell you to notify them uh, if there's some changes in your life or circumstances. So we we recommend reviewing the plan every three years to make sure your plan stays up to date with your wishes, life circumstances, you receive an inheritance, you move, law changes, you know, birth, death, marriage, divorce, a whole lot of things can can cause this to have to be reviewed. So if you've never heard from that old attorney and you're looking at your old wills from 36 years ago, they probably are stapled to the front of some blue thick paper because it's <laughs> you know a one-page form generic template and they use the thick paper to make it seem more important. <laughs> um, yeah, I see that all the time. So if, if, if you're rolling your eyes out there, you, you know who I'm talking about. So even if the attorney wasn't proactive enough, there's a few things you need to do. Okay. You want, you want to reach out to the attorney, have some sort of a checkup, a review meeting if it's been more than three years. I don't love the idea of the onus being on you, but at the same time, it's better than burying your head in the sand and doing nothing. So um, depending on how long it's been, first find out if the attorney's still working. 
Are they still in practice? Um, and and honestly, find out if they're still alive. Um, and I don't mean this from the, you know, from the mobster, you know, Joe Pesci kind of making the person disappear. Although I guess that happens as well. But if uh, a fifty-year-old man did a will for you thirty-seven years ago, odds are he, he's not practicing anymore. May not be around anymore. Um, and if they're not around or they're not practicing, what's their contingency? Uh, a good attorney should have a partner or maybe a successor at least who would take over for them. Um, do want to warn you, it's a bit hypocritical. Most attorneys don't plan for their own demise from a professional standpoint. It would, it would seem pretty backwards here. I hear stories. Uh, the Bar Association sends out emails to all the attorneys every week about a family who's looking for an attorney who might have drafted a will for someone 30 years ago. We don't know if the attorney's alive. We don't know if they're in practice, but this person's died. Or, you know, we have a situation where we know who the attorney is. We know they've died or disappeared, but we can't find them. And the attorney never transferred the files to anyone else. Um, a lot of times, attorneys just uh, just close up shop and then put their files in their basement, uh, if you want to be perfectly honest. It's terrible. It's terrible planning, but that happens a lot. So find out what the contingency plan. If the attorney is around and practicing, or if they have a good contingency plan, and maybe they have an associate or someone else who stepped in, find out what their review program looks like. Find out why you were never contacted in the last 40 years. And then once you know whether or not they're still around, if they're still practicing, or who their successor is, uh, what their review program is like, and why they've hid from you for the last 30 years. Decide if that's who you still want to work with. I know if it were me, I, I, I would be nervous to go back to that attorney, because obviously they don't you know, prioritize estate planning in their practice, and they certainly don't prioritize staying on top of things. But you never know. If you have an attorney you're comfortable with and you're willing to roll the dice, that's okay. Um, so if you want to work with that attorney, go ahead. You make the effort to schedule a review meeting, okay? So that's option one. So if we, we have the old attorney or his or her successor, schedule a review meeting, bring in the paperwork. Um, I would go through all the new life circumstances and things like that and see what they recommend. If, if that's not what you're thinking you want to do, or heck, you say, I don't feel like, you know, being a private investigator and trying to hunt down this person that, you know, I haven't heard from in 50 years. Uh, obviously, look for a different attorney. Don't look for a general practitioner in this point, especially if they're coming in and reviewing or updating uh, an old plan that's already in place. You really need someone who eats, breathes, and lives estate planning all day, every day, okay? Because the new attorney here, and it can be done if they know what they're doing, but if they don't know what they're doing, finding a new attorney who wasn't the one who originally did the plan, they have a bit of catching up to do. Good attorney can certainly do that, but you want someone who knows what they're doing and can interpret and analyze some other attorney's work as opposed to just saying, well, I know this was from my template bank from 15 years ago, so I know it works if that makes sense. So there's a little bit of uh, an inspection, if you will, or an audit or an appraisal of the old attorney's work. 
good attorneys who do this all day, every day. That's something they can definitely do. I've reviewed so many plans, it's not even funny. But the general practitioners, it's not really their specialty, uh, so you need to be careful with that. And then, like I said, look for someone who will do a full review of the plan, of the circumstances of your situation, not just an order taker. And say, well, we had an old will. Okay, what do you want to change about it? This, this, and this. Okay, $800 and come in in three weeks and I'll have it ready. You want someone who will look at everything. Okay, like Ben, think about this. Let's say you move, you change doctors, okay, yeah. and you go to a new doctor. Would you want the doctor to treat you, uh, diagnose, or, or something like that, and never once look at your chart or x-rays or take your temperature or, you know, make you say, ah, and, and put the popsicle stick down your, uh, you know, on your tongue? <laughs> No. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you want someone else to come in and take a look at everything? I mean, doesn't that seem like common sense in any industry except law? Or am I... No, absolutely, yeah. And so treat it the way you would a doctor. Okay, look for someone who'll do a full review, look through everything, and find out what they think needs to be done. If there's changes that need to be made... You know, if the documents need to be updated, new law changes, new circumstances for you, um, I would basically, in your mind, treat it as if you're starting over and say, Mr. or Mrs. Attorney, new attorney, what do you recommend based on the information and the background and the facts that I've given you? And see what they say. They may say something totally different. They may say, and I get this a lot, they say they may say, well, I don't know what the old attorney did or why, but I think it's a bad idea. Hmm. So you would want someone to look at everything and then give you a full opinion. And then um, <laughs> this probably sounds um, this probably sounds obvious, but I'd find out whether or not the new attorney is going to do the same darn thing. Is the new attorney is he or she going to ignore you? just like the old attorney did after he gets your money. So I, I would make sure you're actually upgrading here and getting what you want. So make sure that the the new attorney, if you're going to be upgrading, stays on top of things and has a good review program. Otherwise, you have one update, and then 10 years, 15 years from now, Ben, you're just right in the same spot that you were again, and you haven't really made any sort of progress. And then one of the things that I, I will point out, because um, we do a lot of these reviews and we, we fix a lot of messes, and whether it's people moving from out of state, something's out of date. The no Ben, the number of plans that I do or I look at where they don't even have all the kids listed because not all the children were born 37 years ago when they did this will, it's astounding. It's almost terrifying. But one of the things that people are surprised by is sometimes it makes more sense, depending on how old it is, depending on what needs to be done for the attorney to actually redo or rewrite some of the documents instead of just make a quick fix or a patch, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's actually easier for the attorney to rewrite things, you know, with the up-to-date laws and everything that they know is correct, then try and do a full inspection 
you know, of every single letter, every single word, get out their Ohio Trust Code manual and their IRS regs, spend seven hours with their checklist, cross-reference every single word on a, you know, on a 30-page trust, um, just to patchwork two-thirds of it and change all of it. You know, at some point, just practically speaking, it would, a lot of times for me, it is easier and costs me less time and therefore is safer, you know, because I won't, I don't have to worry about missing anything, um, just to kind of update and, and fix things um, from a, a rewrite standpoint as opposed to, you know, picking the skeleton apart, um, if that makes sense. Um, also, there are some ethical considerations. Um, and I know here in Ohio, if an attorney updates or modifies another attorney's document, just as a small patch or a small change, instead of rewriting them, the new attorney is now liable for any mistake that the old attorney made. Mm-hmm. So if you bring in a 65-page trust and say, Nick, I just want this one item changed, and I do it, then I am liable for not catching the mistake that was you know, in the fine print of page 47. Hmm. Because I was a new attorney, I came in, and I updated this one item. And now it was on me to catch the other items, which you didn't want me to do, and you didn't even ask about it. So that's, honestly, I tell people, uh, if people will come in and do something like that, and they won't ask you what you want, they won't do a full analysis, or they just said, oh, we'll just, you know, put a new uh, put a new patch on this one document and then walk you out the door, should be a red flag. They have no idea what the heck they're doing. So, so that's another thing to keep in mind if you decide you're looking to, to move from one firm to another. Okay. So don't be afraid to, uh, to change attorneys if, you know, you're not getting the service you need. I guess, I guess my concern if I was to go that route is, is it a waste of everything I did before, right, if I switch attorneys at that point? Well, that's a great question. Maybe. And, yeah. and that's the best lawyer answer in the world, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it depends. R- yeah, bingo. So if there's something that's workable, uh, or can be updated or does not need to be changed. Anything that can be kept or recycled, that's always good, okay? A lot of times, if you update or redo a trust, even if you rewrite the, the all the information on it, you don't need to establish a whole new trust. I know we're getting a little technical here. We can just take the same Etch-A-Sketch. Do you remember the old Etch-A-Sketches oh, yeah. from back when we were kids? Absolutely. Instead of throwing the Etch-A-Sketch out and buying a new one, we can just shake it, get rid of all the drawings, same Etch-A-Sketch, draw a new picture. Okay, so okay. any of the trust funding or coordinating the assets with the trust, it's still the same trust. We're just fixing and updating all of the wording. But some of sometimes a lot of this can be recycled or saved. Now, on the flip side, something 37 years old, before the law changes, before the updates, shoot, a lot of these things are so old, it was before the current laws were even on the books, much less fixed. Or if the old attorney didn't do a good, I mean, if it was junk documents from 30 years ago, you're probably redoing the whole thing. Okay. And just anyone who knows what they're doing, you're probably doing the whole thing. Think of it like your old, you know, think of like your old rotary phone 
and you take it into Verizon, you know, you want to get on a new data plan. It's just not happening. So there are a lot of times, you know, if the attorney doesn't keep it up to date or the attorney does a hack job from the beginning um, and doesn't keep that, you know, so by the time they come into my office, it's 30 years old. A lot of times it does need to be redone. And some, if not all of what they did previously, you know, because of what was done before or wasn't kept up to date, um, a lot of time, not always, but sometimes it is wasted. Okay. Okay. So sometimes we basically start all over depending on the circumstances in my end. But, you know, I, I tell them that up front. And if it's what needs to be done and done right, then, you know, I'll, I'll tell them the way it needs to be done. And I think a good attorney will give it to them straight, you know, and tell them what really needs to be done um, instead of trying to, you know, trying to save them and cut. You don't want someone who's cutting corners right. um, on, on your plan. Because I'll tell you what, when you get sick and pass away, you'll want it to work. Another thing, it depends how old it is. A lot of Ohio's current laws related to estate planning, like Ohio's trust code, our power of attorney act, um, our probate code, a lot of these new uh, IRS regulations, a lot of them didn't exist 30 years ago. So even the best attorney in the world 30 years ago would not have known about the Ohio trust code, which is less than 15 years old. They just can't. Right. So a lot of times, and a lot of these laws are retroactive like Ohio's power of attorney law came in in the last few years and said, here's some specific language and requirements for power of powers of attorney. Otherwise, they don't work anymore. And that included documents that were done before the laws were put in place. So old documents have to comply with laws that didn't exist when they were written. Sounds kind of harsh. And I agree. But at the same time, Get it fixed. Otherwise, when you do get sick and one of the children or your spouse is trying to handle things for you, it'll be too late. It doesn't work. So it's not always the most fun thing to do. But if the goal is to have things set up, set up the right way, updated, they'll work and they'll do what you want. I would talk to someone about some sort of review. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it at that point. Chalk it up as a bad original investment and I guess move on. Uh, But to get it right is is the... is the most important thing out of all that. So, well, if you find yourself in this situation, uh, I think that maybe, hey, uh, maybe I should get a second opinion. Nick can do that for you at Rosenbauer Law Office. All I got to do is log on. CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. You can call them at 513-463-6789. You can also go back through all of our old uh, podcasts as well. Uh, old as in when they're recorded, not outdated, of course, and uh, some great information in there. You can learn more about Nick and, and his approach to estate planning as well by listening through the podcast. And please hit subscribe as well. We have two new episodes every single month. So looking forward to a great 2021 and uh, and you hitting some goals this year, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Same to you. And uh, we'll uh, catch you next time. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to 
listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.